in today's show. We look ahead to Sunday. What are we going to do on the final day of the week to win our matchups? Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That's it. It's Sunday. Could be your final day. Could be your first game in a playoffs. Could be your first game or last or sorry, last day in a playoffs, like in the first round. That's what I'm trying to say. Last game in a semifinal. Whatever it is, it's the end of a week. So we need to look and focus in on what we are doing for this week. But if you are comfortable, we'll look ahead to the next four days and the next seven, six days and seven days and eight days as well to give you a bit of a head start on that stuff. Warney, what do you think? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, we start where we always do on these shows by streaming in for Yahoo default points league players. These are the guys that we're looking at here. Now, the number one, these are all available in 40%. People ask, what about this guy? What about this guy? My cutoffs are what I do, right? Yahoo points leagues, you've got to be available in 40% of leagues. ESPN points leagues, you've got to be available in 70% of leagues. Category leagues, you've got to be available in 50% of leagues. So if someone sits at 65% rostered and you go, where is this guy? That's why I'm not including it because I'm trying to cover the majority of leagues. A 65% rostered guy, he's floating on some waiver wires. He isn't on others. If he's there on yours, you're probably tending towards a little bit of a shallow format and you can try that sort of thing. But that's the idea behind that because I inevitably go, what about this guy? What about this guy? And that's the cutoffs that I use. I've got to have a cutoff somewhere. You can't just be like arbitrarily going, well, this guy's 80%, but he's a good stream for today. And this guy's 40%. There's got to be some sort of a cutoff in what I do. And that's yeah, trying to cater to a lot of different people. Of course, if you want specific things about who's available in your league and who the better pickups, you just import your league over on Basketball Monster and it tells you all that sort of stuff. Anyway, Yahoo Points League streaming. Zach Collins. I know it's really, really hard to trust the Spurs. I, I, I grant you that. But I would find it very unlikely that, that old Zach over here after sitting, what is it, the last game on Friday and not being on the injury report at all, I would expect that he plays on Sunday. It's risky. Absolutely, it's risky. Then they don't play until Wednesday and all of their games next week are on high-volume day. So if you wanted to cut bait on all of the Spurs, go ahead. Like I, I, After Sunday, I don't think that's that big of a deal because maybe you get two games out of them and they might be both on 13-game days. That's possible. So I get moving on. But streaming Zach Collins for Sunday makes a lot of sense. You're going to hear this name a lot today. Shaden Sharp. Damian Lillard's season is over. It's over. Anthony Simons' season is over. Jeremy Grant's season is over. And Yusuf Nurkic's season is over. Shaden Sharp is going to get massive opportunity. He will have some bad nights for sure. But the usage they're pumping into and the prioritization of Sharp over Cam Reddish is very important. And he is a great option. Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know what is happening with Terry Rozier. He, I'm, I'm not expecting him to play again this season. I don't know that, but I'm not expecting Rogier to play. He left that Thursday game, was ruled doubtful for Friday. He's doubtful for Sunday. We know the Hornets dance. We know what they always do. 
I would be incredibly shocked to see Rogier again this season, but I don't know that. But I do know that he is doubtful for Sunday, which to me makes him um, very tough to rely upon as we move forward. That means that Dennis Smith, hopefully, fingers crossed, Dennis Smith is going to get a decent chunk of playing time unless they decide that he's not going to play. The other one to watch there is going to be Cali Oubre. We don't know whether he's going to be available or not. There's going to be some weird stuff going on with this Hornets team, I'm guessing, for the rest of the season, but we don't know that at this stage. Cole Anthony is another good stream option. Now, the Magic don't have a particularly strong schedule next week, but they are really strong for Sunday through uh, Sunday, Tuesday. The good little group there. We don't know whether Suggs and Wagner are going to play. Suggs is on the way back. Wagner might be on the way out after hurting his ankle last game, but that does improve value for Anthony. In Washington, Denny Avdia. Bradley Beal is out again on Sunday. So is Kyle Kuzma. I, I think they might be done. I don't know that. It is trending that way. Four, three in a row for Kuzma. This will be four in a row for Kuzma. This will be three in a row for Beal. Kuzma's one's an actual legitimate injury. Beal is a uh, a soreness injury, which are always the ones that can be manipulated. So I don't know whether Beal is going to play. If I had to bet on it, I would say no. So Avdia, while you think positionally he benefits from Kuzma, he he benefits more from Beal being out. And that's really going to unlock some big stuff for him, I think. you got Trenton Watford in Portland with Grant Dunn. That's an obvious one. He is still available. So go grab him. And then you've got Mark Williams in Charlotte, who is back. And yes, he is the backup at the moment behind Richards. I don't know whether it will stay that way. I think we're just getting a 24-minute split probably rest of the way. But he can do enough damage in that time, especially just on Sunday here. And then Drew Eubanks is available everywhere, 92% available. With Nurkic out, he's not going to blow us away. But they there are other center options they're starting power forward, and that's Trenton Watford. Unless they're going to go with, uh, oh man, I do not get to do this often at all. Unless they're going to go with John Butler. Um, yeah, but I don't know that they're going to do that. So there's not a huge amount of options there. So Eubanks is in that mix for us. For ESPN, points leagues. Again, all of these guys are available in 70% plus of leagues because ESPN has a gigantic amount of dead leagues. Austin Reeves is still available. Now, the Lakers have upgraded LeBron James. LeBron James. Too doubtful. There was hope that LeBron would return in the final week of the regular season. It's appearing like he might return in the second final week of the regular season, not on Sunday. Now, they have a stinking schedule next week. Wednesday, 10 games. Friday, 13 games. Sunday, 13 games. So that's not fantastic that LeBron will come back. He won't be on a huge minutes limit, I'm guessing. But he'll come back and play maybe maybe Wednesday. I think Wednesday looks legitimate for LeBron to return. But I don't think he's going to be there Sunday. So we still... We still roll with Austin Reeves, and we probably do hold Reeves through the rest of next week. Shaden Sharp's on that list. Zach Collins, Dennis Smith, Trenton Watford, Drew Eubanks, Mark Williams, and Denny Avdia. All the same names available on ESPN that are available on Yahoo to add, and they all really strike me as strong ads for, um, for Sunday's action to try to get some value onto your team. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy. But it's not the daily fantasy where you have to set a lineup with a salary cap and you challenge thousands of people who are dealing with algorithms and lineups and auto generators, all this sort of stuff. It's not that. It's you versus player projections, one-on-one. You might see Shaden Sharp and they have his points listed at 14 and a half, say. And you say, well, wait, all these guys are out. Let's go over on that. Or you might see Drew Eubanks with a eight and a half rebound number. And you say, let's go more. He's going to start again. You do two to six of those in a lineup. In a lineup, You can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. It's super fast. You can do this in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in the majority of the big old country of Canada. And you can do it for other sports, not the NBA, NHL, college basketball, whatever's left of it, Major League Baseball starting up, PGA, NASCAR, go- golf, that is PGA, um, boxing, 
MMA, cricket, European basketball, and of course, disc golf. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's talk about category leagues. Who, you're going to see a lot of repeat names here across this um, day of doing this. Who do we stream in for points? Let's go to the big fella, Shaden Sharp. It could be 10 points on 12 shots. could be 20 points on 20 shots. I think that he's a great option for points, though. I don't really think there's much debate on that. KJ Martin is a little iffy, but one thing we feel confident about is role. He's going to start and probably minimum 30 minutes. Some nights he might get few shots, some nights he might get more, but the absence of the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, it does it does help KJ quite a bit and at least gives that nice little push-up. Remember, finding guys who can be 20-point scorers off the bench is very hard to do. The good point streamers are like 14 guys, 15 guys. Now, Sharp probably is a 20-point guy, and the others can do it, but everyone else, you're looking at more 14, 15. And the same goes for Nas Reed in Minnesota, the Wizard of Noz. Because they not only said, hey, we really want to run this two-center situation, but they have a Sunday-Monday back-to-back, and both Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns are questionable for Sunday. Now, we're expecting Towns is sitting one of those games. The fact that he has popped up for Sunday means I reckon there's a chance he might sit that one. Edwards coming back from the ankle probably sits one of the two as well. And if Towns is out, then they're, if they're going too big, then Reed and Gobert are going to have to be that combination. We'll see what they do, but this opens up a lot for him. I already talked about Beal being out. So Avdia, really big boost there. Dennis Smith with Rogier, unlikely to play. He's a good points guy, although, again, he can really hurt you in field goal percentage. Um, old mate, Dylan Brooks. The world. I, I call it like I say it. He does have an opportunity to give you points. It might be horrendous. He might have six points on six shots, but he also might go 17 on 10. It is possible. Trenton Watford, pretty good point source. And then John Kaminga. Though that is risky for Kaminga because we saw last game, if you don't go at 70%, Steve Kerr's going to bench you. That's what happened with his minutes. So he got 26, 30, 26, 30. He was going like 70% every game. And the next game, he shot one of four, played 16 minutes. That has been a consistent pattern from Kaminga. He gets no leash whatsoever. If he has something where it's off, Curtis says, see you later, sit down. And that's like we talked about with Josh Okogie in Phoenix. When you're not very good, if things don't roll, you'll get no benefit of the doubt whatsoever. Like, if you're not shooting Josh Okogi at 55%, see you later. I've got someone else who can come in and shoot 20%. Kaminga, if you're not converting 70% of your shots, if you're not finishing around the rim like that, get out of here. We'll put Anthony Lamb or Jermichael Green, and you don't have the long leash. So it is risky, but he could blow up really easily. Three-pointers. You know what, guys? I know. I know that Isaiah Joe's last two games have stunk. That does not make him the worst player in the world. It does not make it an incorrect stream. I think we really, really have to focus on, man, what a mistake. It's the biggest mistake I made. It's not because it was three games in four nights for Joe. He'd backed that up with four consecutive games of double-digit scoring, and I think multiple threes in every one of those games. He's averaging 12 points and 2.2 threes or something for the season, and he's a top 100 player in terms of EPM, in terms of value. So his role is there. His minutes there. He just had two absolute turds in those games against the two Los Angeles teams, like just disgustingly bad. But that doesn't mean that he's going to be disgustingly bad every game. He has shown a consistent ability to hit threes through 70 games of the season. So I know it's really hard that if you did add him, you go, man, what am I doing persisting with this guy? Zero points, one rebound for an entire game. Like, that's dreadful. I know it is. But I don't really think his role's going anywhere. 
And this is a guy who consistently has hit many threes, one of the leaders in three-point attempt rates and getting threes up per 36 minutes. Gigantic numbers. He's not going to be stone cold every single game. And it is hard to break that um, bias in your head. Well, he was shit last two games, so he couldn't possibly be ever good again. And it might blow up in your face, or he might have 25 on seven triples. Shaden Sharps there. Corey Kispert, probably not going to have the upside of like a Joe, but three to four triples with Beal out is absolutely possible. Timmy Hardaway is off the injury report in Dallas. I don't know. I know what's going on. They've got a terrible coach. That's and, and actually bad front office too. A lot of stuff is wrong with that team. It always happens. Jason Kidd, first season. Man, look what Kidd's doing. And then it all falls apart because evidence we've seen in three different spots now, he's a bad coach. And uh, it's not working out well. Timmy Hardaway is probable. Now, he could have four points. He could also have 20 points on six shots. There is upside to him. Reggie Bullock, he's going to do nothing else apart from threes. 15 points, five triples, definitely possible. Gaz Harris in Orlando. Nice, Gary! I hope it's nice. With Suggs and Wagner maybe not playing, that does help Harris. Malik Beasley, yeah, look, it's been bad for Beasley, but like when talking about Isaiah Joe or talking about Reggie Bullock, all he's going to do is shoot threes. And in 20 minutes, if he gets hot, maybe he gets a couple of extra. Maybe they play him 27 and Darvin Ham rides with him and he hits seven triples. Or even on a bad night, he probably still hits two. So if you're looking for threes, he is an option. And then Devontae Graham is off the injury report in San Antonio. Just going over the, the Spurs injury report, we know that Sohan is out and Birch is out and there's Langford questionable, Branham questionable and Johnson questionable. Usually when these guys get listed questionable, they're not going to play. Um, especially considering those guys did play on Friday. I know it's not a back-to-back, but they don't care. So they're probably out. Um, but Trey Jones will return. But there's still some minutes there for Graham, who, again, all he can do is hit threes. He can't really finish any shot at any other spot on the field, on the court. Not a field. Rebounds. Um, the two Charlotte guys. Oh, hi, Mark. And Nick Richards. They're probably going to split minutes. Might have six or seven each. Easy. Might go double digits. Denny Avdi, a good rebounder. Drew Eubanks, starting center for Portland. Tari, tank season. With Jason Tate out, that's an extra four to five minutes for him. That's enough to push to double-digit rebound upside. Trendon Watford is a starting power forward, absolutely. Dayron Sharpie is very iffy to me. It is a back-to-back for the Nets, and the last time they had a back-to-back, they sat everybody in one of those games. And the only person out for Saturday is Seth Curry, which makes me worry a little bit, but it doesn't make me worry that much for Sharp because I think they'd sit Claxton and play Sharp. Or against the Magic, they might say, we don't want to run with that big second center, and we might choose you to want an Arbe to play there. So there is a risk that Sharp gets zero minutes. There's an upside of him playing 30 minutes, or he sits in the middle. It is very up and down. Whereas Dan Gafford's not rebounding particularly strongly, but he's getting better minutes. There might be a six or seven board night there for Dan Gafford. For the assists, we are really having... This is a better assist streaming day than it was yesterday. We are looking at Dennis Smith pretty heavily. Monte Morris in Washington, although the morris Wright goodwin combination is prone to inconsistencies in terms of playing time. Dennis Schroeder, if D'Angelo Russell happens to be out, especially Russell is questionable while LeBron is doubtful. So if both of those guys played, and LeBron won't, I don't think, uh, Schroeder would have no value. But if Russell is out, then we're really leaning in. Rubio can get you five in his 20 minutes. Uh, Trenton Watford's actually a pretty good out-of-position assist guy. D'Lon Wright, we just talked about him and Morris. Um, there's Pat Beverly, who sometimes has big assist numbers, but not always, but at least he's going to play. And then there's Denny Avdia, who might get you six as a point forward with Beal out. That is absolutely on the cards for him. For streaming in steals, Matisse Thybul, I know Matisse Thybul, this has been a great example these last two weeks of the variability of steals. You know, Dylan Wright hasn't had a steal in the last two weeks. Like, he's a guy that's been averaging like 2.5 at times this season. He hasn't had a steal in six games. 
Yeah, Thibault's gone through that, I think, two weeks ago. We had like one steal for a week or something. But we look at averages and we look at these guys, but steals are the most hard-to-predict number. They're the most high-variance stat in fantasy basketball. Now, Thibault played 14 minutes last game in that blowout against the Bulls. Are they deprioritizing him to get Keon Johnson in more? I, I don't know. I think he will start, but I'm a little worried about where his minutes go. But I don't, I don't know exactly where that's, um, where that's going to land with playing time. We will find out. We'll get more of an idea of it tomorrow, and we'll see how that all looks. Um, in terms of what other, st- I'm just looking at some other. I'm just looking at the Blazers' rotation here, man. It's so bad. There is options in a lot. Keon Johnson is another one you can take a look at as an option for steals. Dennis Smith, great steals guy. Tari Eason, usually a pretty good steals guy. The Rabbit Hunter, Alex Caruso, good steals guy. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Good steals guy. Um, Dylan Wright, Xavier Tillman, Dante DiVincenzo, whose minutes are well down. And if it wasn't for a game on Sunday, he'd be a pretty clear drop. And Ricky Rubio is a good steals option as well. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. It is Built March Madness. I know that you, if you've tried Built Bar, you have a favorite flavor. Mine's cookies and cream. But if you want to really get in there and support them without wearing a t-shirt that says my favorite flavor is cookies and cream Built Bar, you can go in and vote at the Built March Madness bracket at builtmarchmadness.com. Vote for your favorite flavor. Not only are you in there supporting the team, but you have a chance to win Built Bars. One in 50 locked on listeners, not one in 50, 50 total locked on listeners will win a box of Built Bars. Awesome. And one lucky Locked On listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is high in protein, low in carbs, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, but it tastes bloody delicious. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com, place your vote. You can do it once a day throughout March. Get your favorite Built Bar potentially delivered to your house once every month. Built Bar is built different. Let's stream in some blocks. Not bad. It's not bad options here. Um, Drew Eubanks could be a two, three block guy as a starter. Dan Gafford's always a good option. Nick Richards and Mark Williams. We know the Charlotte combination there. Muxy Kleber's starting and minutes are okay. He's a very boom or bust guy though. Three blocks or zero blocks. It doesn't feel like you know he's particularly good in terms of getting consistently big numbers. And then it gets a little rough after that. Pat Beverly can get you a block. Nas Reed, if Towns is out, I'd be more interested in him. He can be a blocker. And then Dayron Sharp. Again, there could be huge, huge value in Dayron if the Nets sit Claxton. But we don't know that at this stage. Or Sharp might play zero minutes. Field goal percentage. Dan Gafford, Mark Williams, Drew Eubanks, Nick Richards, KJ Martin, Dwight Powell. Doesn't really do anything else. But in 20 minutes, he can be a four or five guy. Dayron Sharp and Xavier T. Illman. Good day for Sharps, perhaps. Shaden and Dayron. And then for free throw percentage, Dennis Schroeder is always going to be at the top of this list. One thing he does do really well is an excellent free throw shooter. You've got Cam Reddish. Even in 20 minutes, he can impact the free throw percentage. His minutes might actually push up. Him and Keon Johnson are the iffy ones there in Portland. I don't really know what their role is. Keon's more interesting to me, but they're both pretty interesting in terms of just to see what they do. Mo Wagner appears back in the rotation in Orlando. And then there's AJ Griffin. with We know Jalen Johnson's out. We know that DeAndre Hunter was out today, so he might be out tomorrow. It is a back-to-back, so Bogdanovich might sit as well. 
So there are plenty of opportunities here for more minutes for AJ Griffin. The Duck, Luke Kennard, went off last game for 10 triples. He's an excellent free throw shooter. Hopefully he's able to maintain 25 minutes a game and get you good free throws. DeLon Wright, Corey Kispert, both in Washington, good free throw guys. And then Kobe White in Chicago. White's been playing well. His minutes have been up. It did help last game that DeRozan was out, but DeRozan will return on Sunday. But Caruso's questionable again, so that can help White in that scenario. In terms of injury replacement, guys, if Ubre is out, Dennis Smith gains a boost, but Svima Hailuk also becomes an option for us here. They don't really seem to be wanting to use um, James Booknight, but you could have Teo Maladon. You could have um, Bryce McGowan's in there as well. If D'Angelo Russell is out, look to Reeves first. He should have Reeves anyway. After that, it's Schroeder. If there's Scotty Barnes, Trent, and Achua are all questionable again, if they are out, we go to Boucher. Jason Tatum is questionable, and Brogdon's off the injury report. So if Tatum's out, Brogdon gets a significant boost. The other one we could look at there is Grant Williams, but that's always iffy. With the Spurs guys, it's just other Spurs guys. If Keldon's out, you go to Bates Diop. You look what they do with centers and guards. Just look at who's playing. Like Mamokilishvili's in the mix there. Like there are so many different options. We know Sohan's out, so Bates Diop already has a boost. And he might get an even bigger one. And the one for deeper leagues, I'll keep saying this one. Julian Champagne. Julian Champagne. I think he's going to play a sizable role here. The, uh, the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter. It goes to Bogdanovich and then to Griffin after that. If Suggs and Wagner are out, we go to Cole Anthony first. But the other one, much like the Champagne one, is Caleb Houston. He is pushing into a sizable role. He's one to watch for deeper leagues. And then in Minnesota, we've got Edwards and Towns who are questionable. We go to Anderson there. But if both of those guys are out, we go to Reed after that and then maybe Torian Prince. Back-to-backs on Sunday, Monday, if you are relatively secure and you want to get yourself a leg up for next week, you got Kyle Anderson, Trenton Watford and Shaden Sharp, Andrew Eubanks, obviously Portland guys. you got Reddish, um, Thibel in there, Keon Johnson as well. Uh, Nas Reed, Minnesota's got the back-to-back. We know there's probably going to be one game that Towns is out. you got KJ Martin and the Rockets, Thibel and Tari tank season as well, with the expectation that Tate does not play. Let's look at the next four nights, low-volume games. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are all low volumes. Wednesday is not. So who's got the bulk games here? Well, we're looking in Charlotte to Mark Williams with two low volumes. Kyle Anderson with two. Watford, Sharp, Eubanks with two for Portland. Looney with two. Nick Richards with two. And Dan Gafford with two. We look at the next four days in general, including the Wednesday with 10 games on. The Blazers, so Watford and Sharp and Eubanks all play three games. Kyle Anderson's got three and the Timberwolves. Matisse Thibel's got three with the Blazers and Eubanks, as I said. Nas Reed has three. KJ Martin has three. And Tari Eason has three. And all of those players are available in 40% plus of leagues. So let's look up, up to the next eight days here. In three and four nights, you've got the Thunder, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Wolves, the Bulls, and the Rockets starting Sunday. Four and five, there's nobody, but there's a bunch of teams playing four games in six nights. Thunder, Blazers, Celtics, Bulls, Grizzlies, Wolves, and Rockets. No one plays five and seven, but a lot of teams play the five and eight. You'll see a lot of the teams playing three and four also go four and six, also go five and eight. Thunder, Blazers, Bulls, Mavericks, Wolves, Grizzlies, and Rockets play the five games in eight nights, which takes you through Sunday this week and all of next week. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.